Hello and welcome to the Kylian Penn Mbappe podcast where we talk about Kylian Mbappe and his two penalties uh, for France over the international break, which took him to 54 goals for the entire season. An impressive total, a historic total, but ultimately insufficient to see him beat Erling Haaland, who ultimately finishes the 2022-2023 season as the top scorer. Uh, it's a good start to their kind of like little battle to replace the Messi, Ronaldo kind of binom. But all, you know, to go through all of it, plus all of the transfer stuff, which hasn't sparked off maybe as much as one would expect, is George. How are we today? Yeah, pretty, pretty relaxed today because um, like last week was, last week was crazy. It was crazy. Just news happening, like so quick to do with Killian that we couldn't. We couldn't really keep up with it. There was stuff happening whilst we were talking. Um, so it's nice it's calmed down a bit. And we've had some like Le Bleu action, which is always, always so refreshing. So refreshing. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to going through everything with you. Yeah, I mean, you say Le Bleu action is so refreshing. But I'd say that for once it was not. I'd say that both of these performances, the first against Gibraltar, which was a 3-0 victory, the second uh, a 1-0 victory against Greece. I'd say that both of them were pretty dire watches. I mean, I think the Gibraltar game, given the gap in quality between the two sides, was probably the more disappointing, especially given that, you know, the, the scoring was opened within the first five minutes of the match. You know, they really should have probably stepped on the accelerator and, and killed the match basically immediately, you know, in, within the first 20. It, against a, a team of that standing, you'd expect a, a three or four nil. Uh, scoreline even in the first half, but that's not what happened. Um, Gibraltar gave them a game, or uh, depending on how you read it, France tripped themselves up. Um, but Mbappe got on scoreline with a, a penalty, uh, only just went past into the bottom corner, and then he followed it up with a second penalty against Greece. Uh, after the initial penalty was saved, uh, he got the retake, which, you know, that was the winning goal in that game. So um, it actually turned out to be an important goal in, in a game that maybe didn't have that difference in quality that everyone would have expected. Yeah, I think um, I think for once, I might actually be disagreeing with the GFFN player ratings. I'm normally, pretty, I normally agree with them really well, but... Um... I think uh, I think we were quite easy on him. He got a five for the Gibraltar game and, and a six for the uh, for the Greece game. Um, and like the like during the Gibraltar game, he he was dropping deeper than usual. He was sort of not really displaying his like uh, energetic outburst down the left that we usually still usually see. But um, he still got himself on the score sheet with the with the penalty. So, um, but I think I think that reflects a lot of the the end of season fatigue. Like as we were saying before the podcast, like some of these players for the for the France national team, um, uh, they're up to like sixty over sixty games now. Like especially for someone like Kylian Mbappe, as well, who has been putting in the hard yards for, especially for Le Bleu at the World Cup, and then for almost carrying PSG a bit at times during the first half of the season, and it's um it's sort of taken its toll now, and that that reflects itself in the in the last game of the season. Yeah, I think you're 100% right there. I mean, Mbappe, I believe, has played for an injury. I think it was maybe, I can't remember when it was. It was in February, wasn't it, that saw him miss part of the first leg of the Champions League tie against Bayern Munich. Bar that injury, he has been omnipresent for club and country. Uh, has a great responsibility as the captain of France. Uh, PSG were without Neymar for the whole of the second part of the season, basically. Mm. Um, he had a... 
you know, a huge responsibility every match for club, for country. And I think this burnout, this mental burnout because of numerous things, you know, the disappointment around PSG's Champions League campaign, uh, notably losing a World Cup final, I think is probably quite a big deal mentally. And then that, that physical uh, toll, which which all of this takes. And of course, we, we spoke about it, I remember, um, at the time, but Mbappe coming back early from his holiday after the World Cup to return to training to play the first match after um, the World Cup, which was before Christmas. And he, he came back early for that uh, when he was expected and he was permitted by the club to miss that, but he didn't ultimately, uh, instead of missing a, a Coupe de France match, I remember against a minnow from, I think, the fifth division, mm. uh, which he wouldn't have featured in anyway. So omnipresent, full club, full country, um, a good season, a great season, question mark i mean 54 strikes it's it's significant well it's it's i know like we got to the end of the the psg season and we were kind of like pretty downbeat about killing and but i think that's kind of because we forget about how influential he is for the national side as well and if you, if you put it into stats it's 54 goals so only two you know harlan scoring that brace last night um only just put him in front and you know we're saying he's tired, and you know it's got it's got to be tiring when you're when you're when you become France's you know best ever goal scorer in a single season. Um, yes, just just lost just one thing. So so now that's what like seventy caps and forty goals uh, for the national team in total. But um, but yeah, let's talk about the Ballon d'Or. You know, did you see? Did you see on on TFM they were interviewing him about the Ballon d'Or? I, I did see that. I did see. Do you think you'll get the Ballon d'Or? And he was like. I think I meet the criteria. We'll see. <laughs> Funny, he set his own criteria board before saying that um, he matched it. I've, I've never, I've never seen this expression in French, and I translate it as "capture eye," but "brûler les retines," which means to burn the retinas in one's mm-hmm. eyes. Uh, which I think to catch the eye is probably a, a fair, um, you know, a fair translation of that. But yeah, I mean, he, he seemed to to back himself a little bit. But, you know, the four-quarter is uh, it's difficult to talk about an individual trophy because you have to put yourself forward. I think it's, it's trying to kind of transmit this, this sense that you have to kind of put the, the individual before the collector kind of thing. Uh, that isn't well perceived by the general public. Uh, what, are the, what are the new criteria? Is it eye catching? Is it catching the eye and being impactful? I think I meet the criteria. We'll see. It's the people who vote, but I'm always optimistic. Um, I mean, he'll be in the top three, I imagine. Uh, he yeah. could win it. I think that, I mean, the Ballon d'Or uh, often rewards um, the collective as much as it does mm. the individual. I think the past few years has shown that. I think some players have maybe got the Ballon d'Or award when maybe there were more fitting individual performances, but ultimately the collective titles have kind of seen them win that title. Um I don't think that's too controversial to say. Mm. So I think in that sense, you're maybe looking at Lionel Messi for having finally won the only trophy that eluded him in the World Cup. Uh, I think Erling Haaland will be right up there because of the fact that he was the top goal scorer throughout the season with 56, as you referenced, and also won the treble, uh, becoming the first English side to do that since Man United in 1999. So that's a significant historic achievement as well. Uh, and I think Mbappe could suffer from the fact that those individual performances and those individual accolades have not been uh, turned into collective achievements like a World Cup, like a Champions League. Uh, of course, won the league on title, but that's the bare minimum and didn't win the Coupe de France either. So I think that because of the kind of 
slightly empty trophy cabinet at the Camp de Lourdes in Paris. I think that he could potentially miss out on on the Ballon d'Or uh, to, as I say, a player who did stack up those trophies this year in a collect in a in a collective sense. Yeah, and I think that's that's the story of um, Mbappe's season. Really, um, he hasn't really been rewarded in in the collective trophies and the collective um, effort for what he's done this season. And that, that sort of reminds me of what he was saying after the Greece game, um, again on TF1, where they, they were talking about the, the World Cup. And that basically, he's, he's someone that's creating history. He's someone that's creating history all the time. You see the, the, the stats that are broken all the time. And you know, the, the first player since Zidane to score a hat-trick in the World Cup final. And it's, it's, it's strange. You're creating history. But normally when you create history, you have the titles and the medals that go with it. And this season... Those two things haven't really gone hand in hand, which is which is kind of it's kind of rare in football to see that. Yeah, and kind of uh, skipping over the nuance and giving a two-word answer: Kylian Mbappe this season, good season or great season? Good season. Good season. I'm I'm going to go for a good good season as well. I think I think You've got to that, win something. Yeah, I think that um, I think he's given more or less all of himself that he, he can give. Um, mm. You know, for all in, you know, bringing France back into that World Cup final. Um, but ultimately, it's a collective game, isn't it? And, you know, collectively, PSG fell so far short this season. France fell agonizingly short in the World Cup. Um, and I, I think that individually, he, he's done some very special things this season. Um, but collectively, it, it's it's been a bit of a disappointment and that maybe brings us on to the next topic of discussion, which is his future. And I think he's fully aware of those collective shortcomings and wants to rectify them. Um, that for him doesn't represent a move away from PSG in the short term, but obviously does in the long term. Um, last week we did a bit of a special on all of the transfer rumors. Uh, so if you've not listened to that, um, all of that I'd say is still completely relevant. Uh, so you can check last week's podcast because, um, it's actually been a, a much quieter week in terms of uh, his rumours and, you know, the potential to move away. He's spoken publicly a few times, but has not really said anything that new. Um, choosing to basically reiterate his standpoint, which is that I want to stay at PSG for one more year. Uh, I don't want to renew. I will tell you exactly why I don't want to renew, but I don't. And I want to leave at the end of that year. And... Uh, nothing official yet from PSG, who publicly aren't really saying a lot at all. Uh, but their standpoint, according to reports, especially for the Cato and France, is that they want to cash in this season to avoid losing him on a free transfer next season. Now we get into a few uh, pieces, a few different options for him. Uh, Manchester City, Pep Guardiola has ruled Manchester City out. I don't think that was ever an option. Uh, as great a player as, as Ken Mbappé is, I don't think that um, he's a Pep Guardiola player. Um, it would have been interesting to see him alongside Harland as well, but um, I think for for two players that are going to be you know fierce rivals um, for the rest of their careers, I'm not sure uh, how fun it is to actually have them in the same team. I want to be comparing them, you know, uh, rather than having them play with them play for the same team. Um, you yeah, get... no, they cannot. No, they cannot be on the same team. It's not possible. Not possible. But I think the the the, the biggest thing that I took out of this week, and I think the most significant moment this week was the press conference before the Gibraltar game. Because I remember in the last podcast, um, we were saying that 
we do not expect Kylian Mbappe to come out at all and say anything. Just just batten those hatches down. Do not say anything because this situation is moving way too fast. Um, but instead, with his directness, um, he, he he came out in the press conference, and I feel like it was quite um, interesting to, to to see on not just on the level of what he said, because on the level of what he said, it was not that different to what we've seen him tweet and what we've seen him say before, which was very much. You know, I, I will stay at PSG. I've decided to stay next season. But I think it was the the way in which he said it and his body language and his 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 voice. He he was there was there was there was like moments of like irritation during that. Yeah, the, the, the whole press conference. I think he was irritated. Yeah, I, I think he was irritated throughout. <laughs> yeah, like he was not comfortable in that in that situation, and he's not normally someone that loses his cool. And again, so. Again, there must have been something behind the scenes that has that had triggered this letter to be sent. And you know, when he goes into the reasons why, he, he says, "I don't need to explain." He's criticised and analysed, but they don't know the ins and outs. Too bad for them. I know why I'm doing this. There's no issue with that. So, obviously, his conscience is clear. He knows what he's doing. But um, yeah, that 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 we we. We don't know exactly what's going on. So it's like a waiting game, to be honest, to see what PSG are going to do. But we know, we know he wants the heat. I think the intention, possibly, is is to run down, run down that contract in its final year. Um, yeah. The thing is, Real Madrid aren't. You know, they're not. You know, they're not going to be willing to spend two hundred million when they could, when they could just let they could let Mbappe force the move, force a free move later down the line. And then from PSG's perspective, you know, they want to sell. They don't, they do not, under any circumstance, want to let them go for free. Because yeah. it's very important, essentially. Yeah, two, two different desires, you know. There is going to be naturally conflict there if what the player wants to stay in the club wants him out, uh, which, you know, that's not yet public. But if that is the case, then that, that will lead to conflict this summer. It'll, it'll be interesting to see it develop. I mean... It seems like Real Madrid are really the only potential destination at this point. Um, let's see if any Premier League clubs uh, can come into the come into the fray. But currently, it's just Real Madrid, and Real Madrid have just spent over 100 million euros on Jude Bellingham. Um, and following the signing of uh, Jocelyn from Espanyol, um, Florentino Paris came out basically saying, "This is our last signing signing of the summer." Um, now, I, I don't think we should be so naive to take him for his word on that. But it's true that with the signing of Bellingham, of course, their cash reserves, their you know the amount of money that they can actually spend this summer has been significantly reduced. Um, and Mbappe, yes, one year left in his contract, but he will not be coming cheap at all. And therefore, I think it, it could potentially actually genuinely be difficult for Real Madrid to pull this transfer off this summer. Let's see if this is a little bit of a bluff from Florentino Perez. And as I say, let's not be so naive as to take him for his word, but. Um, it, it could be slightly difficult and, and kind of going back to the press conference I mean he, he was irritated throughout I mean as France captain I think there's maybe an obligation for him to face the press um, ahead of ahead of that uh, European qualifier uh, but he didn't look happy to be there he started his first answer uh, saying you know I'm only answering this question once because uh, we've got an important match of course he didn't answer that question just once he, he answered it multiple times five or six times in fact um but yeah he, he cut um he cut a very very frustrated figure and um you know it's it's going to be a tense 
situation, I think, throughout the summer. Uh, I think that it could maybe be quiet for a few days uh, whilst Mbappe is kind of on holiday, uh, recovering from a long season. But I'd expect to see it all wrap up again maybe early early July. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, this will come from PSG's side if it comes at all. Uh, and there's, of course, a, a chance for some reconciliation between Mbappe and PSG. Um, but either way, it looks like we're almost, we are certainly now into Mbappe's final year at PSG. Or as we, we may have actually seen the last of him uh, in a PSG shirt at the Partner Proud site. It's also a very, very, very real possibility. Um, but this is going to be our, our last podcast until I think it's going to be what, late July when we start to pick it up again uh, for the start of the 2023-24 season, which will be not quite as elongated as this season, especially with Liga actually reducing in size. Uh, maybe that'll be irrelevant because he'll be playing in La Liga. <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, but uh, yeah, this is going to be our, our last podcast for the next month, the next month or so. So uh, that's fun, I suppose. Uh, this first season of the Impact Pay podcast, and we'll be, I suppose, we'll be back next season with uh, with more of the same. Uh, maybe we'll be it'll be all La Liga content. We'll be having to get all our La Liga subscriptions in, um, mm-hmm. and that's the end of us watching PSG ever because we never watch PSG, do we? No, no, never, never, never at all. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, George. Thank you very much for having me this season. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we will be back at the end of July. Ciao. Adios.